so many ups and downs to music income and music licensing and music royalties and the funny thing is in one area you could just be absolutely killing it with major placements that seem unbelievable while in another area you get that payment or no payment from BMI or identify and you scratch your head and you're like what am I doing wrong um, and then there are the other things where everything is just static, you know, stock or some library that you're in. And it just seems like nothing is changing. And you're, you're wondering, why did I even, why is this even happening to me? Why, what is happening to me? What is, what is going on here with me? And so I think that is one of those things that it's just the way this life is. And uh, then next week comes and guess what? Stuff blows up and you find out things you just had no idea about. And so I'm going to talk about some of those things today. That's exactly what has happened to me in the past week. It's been kind of a crazy, kind of a nutty week. But uh, welcome, my friends, to the ups and downs of music income life, music licensing life, music royalties life music. Am I right? Well, welcome to episode 96 of the Make Music Income podcast. You know, one week it seems like you're going to get that big break that you've been looking for, that you've been waiting for. And the next week it seems like you can't be stopped. So in today's podcast, I just want to give you some numbers to let you see and some events and some things that have happened and to let you know that it's not just you, I am here for you, my friends, sharing the yays, the nays, and the meh. Uh, but welcome to episode 96. Uh, we are getting close to episode 100. And in this podcast, we talk about all kinds of ways to make music income, including sync licensing. You know, we talk about that, and everybody seems to be talking about that right now, don't they? Sync licensing for television and film and gaming and ads. But that's only one thing we talk about. We also talk about micro-sync licensing for YouTube, business, music, and other uses, music streaming for Spotify, Apple Music. I've got a whole Apple Music story to tell. Probably not in this video, although I'll talk about it a little bit. Music publishing and royalties, music artist incomes, including mine. My uh, artist incomes uh, have, have started to become a thing now, my different brands. And then uh, music teaching, and that is another thing that we're going to be, we always talk about on this channel because that's something I do and it's something I'm doing now. You are getting taught at this very moment. Church music income, it's a thing. I'm going to be talking to some people in the next month who make church music income, people maybe even that you know well from YouTube. 
And then uh, online music channels like this one. You're on one right now. You're soaking in it. So uh, there's so many ways to make music income. I haven't even talked about gigging and sales and all that kind of merch and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, that's what we do here. And uh, that's what we talk about here on the podcast. Well, my name is Eric Copeland, and I don't seem to have a thing uh, to put up about my name. So you'll just have to take my word for it. My name is Eric Copeland. I'm a, compu- I'm a composer. I'm a music producer, artist, songwriter, background vocalist, music career consultant, apparently, music teacher, keyboardist, church music director, so many things. But I've made all of this income completely outside the walls of the music industry. And you can too. And that's what this whole podcast and this channel and everything that I have, all my eBooks and all those courses and all that kind of stuff. That's what they're all about is just trying to help you uh, get to that place with your music that you are bringing in income as however much income you want, whether you want full-time income or you just want some part-time income for your music. Okay, so let's get to my week, and it's been a week, my friends. Since last Thursday, I have been laid up in, um, I had some surgery last Thursday, which uh, was not entirely serious, but it, it surgery is surgery. I've been a little bit out of it. Um, and and right after that surgery, again, it was just I was in and out of there in about three hours. But still, I ended up getting some new gear the day I got surgery, and so I had to. I wasn't allowed to, but I, I had to kind of push it into the into the room here. We're going to talk about it a little bit, and I'm doing a whole video on it. But uh, I was pretty pretty much laid up the rest of that day and the day after a week ago, trying to deal with this, and then. Believe it or not, right after that, as soon as a couple days into that, I started feeling really bad. And guess what happened over the weekend? COVID hit me like a ton of bricks. And now, well, not now, but I have been dealing with this whole week, uh, not just with trying to uh, finish getting the surgery finished and get stitches out and all this kind of stuff, and then get COVID. And so I've been uh, off work uh, a lot of days this week, which has been good. I haven't had to go over to the school, but I have been able to get a lot of stuff done, which is we'll talk about some of those yays and nays here uh, in this video. But uh, COVID, it, it'll it'll hit you in the head, and and you got to do all the masking. And so I've been keeping my distance from everyone and masking up and all that kind of stuff. So all that has been going on. Um, also, uh, but some very cool things have happened even during this. And this is what I'm talking about. You can have this down of having to have surgery and getting COVID and all this kind of stuff. And then an up, new gear comes in. And then a down, you get COVID and you're, you're sick. And then an up, you get a YouTube comment from someone on one of your various YouTube channels. And they say, hey, I really love this song, Rest of My Life, that was on this episode of this Netflix show. And I'm like, say what now? And so I went in and there was a one minute placement and we'll talk about that. That's one of the yays. Also, uh, I had a tune sat discovery where I discovered that some songs had been played on the playoffs this year on CBS, on NFL, 10 second placements. So 
yays, you know, yays happening. Um, I was playing my new keyboard and uh, was inspired by Noir, of all things, from Native Instruments, and wrote a new song for my wife and actually mostly finished it on Valentine's Day. I was a little croaky from COVID, but I was able to sing this song for her and, uh, and, and kind of start the production. And then um, I have had three releases that, well, th- I have three releases that are coming out um, one finally, two just came out last week, and then one is coming out next week. It's been a week. Uh, it's been a, a lot of not fun and a lot of uh, ups and downs, and that's kind of the way, reason I'm doing this whole video is because uh, it's all about how the ups and the downs are. All right, so let's move on. I do have some news that I saw this week that I thought I haven't seen anybody talking about. And so I thought I would jump into that real quick if you don't care. And let's take a look at the news. That's right. It's the news. February 16th, 2024. All right. On the news today, I want to talk about uh, something I got in the mail. Maybe you guys got this too. So this is a email that I got, and I, again, I haven't seen really anybody talking about this yet, and, and it's really weird to me that no one is is really talking about this, but uh, it was from the MLC, and maybe you saw this, but the MLC apparently is suing Pandora, and let's just look at what it says here. Uh, we are writing to inform you today that Monday, February 12th, the MLC brought a legal action against Pandora Media to recover blanket royalties due, blah, 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 blah. And if you look down, why did MLC bring this action? Pandora has failed to report and pay all of the mechanical royalties it owes in operation with the ad-supported interactive music streaming offering marketed under the name Pandora Free. So the MLC has repeatedly raised the this license compliance issue with Pandora and ask it to correct its reporting. Okay, so what's happening here is the MLC is mad because Pandora has always had a free uh, ad-supported thing, but I guess they think that since they have to uh, get ads to pay for it, that they don't have to pay royalties to people, and apparently the MLC disagrees. And so the MLC which I did get a, a payment for, by the way, today. That's one of the uh, things I'll talk about here. They the MLC is not having anything. I say, no, no, nay, they say. Uh, we, we want you to make sure you pay for that, for those uses. So there we go. We have, we have a, a little fight on our hands between the MLC and Pandora going on. And I haven't seen anyone else talking about this. I'm not sure what it means, but I think it's a big deal. Because Pandora, you know, every time you put your music out on DistroKid or CD Baby or whoever you use to put your music out, Pandora is one of the places it's going to go to. And I know people who Pandora is one of their major income streams. And so if they are using, people are using Pandora free and that is not being reported or paid back to the MLC, which is who collects that kind of thing now? Now, I'm a little questioning this particular news piece because the MLC, I know they collect mechanical royalties, right? 
But to me, the MLC collects mechanical royalties from streamers. And Pandora, from what I understood, is since it's non-interactive, I thought they paid Sound Exchange. And I mean, I know they pay Sound Exchange. So I'm I'm a little I'm a little wondering if they have to pay Sound Exchange and the MLC, which seems a lot. iHeartRadio, SiriusXM, Pandora, these are the main places that pay Sound Exchange, non-interactive streaming. And yet you have the MLC collecting mechanical licenses, which usually they are collecting from streamers like Spotify and Apple and all that kind of stuff for mechanical licenses. So anyway, I just thought that was interesting and I hadn't seen anybody else talk about it. And so I decided to talk about it. So that's the news. Uh, let's see. That's news number one. I kind of have another news item. But before I do, let me talk about the stock market. Uh, in case you don't know, uh, I have added some things to the stock market. So the stock market course, where, why, how to submit your music for non-exclusive royalty-free music licensing. And... A lot of you have bought this uh, this course, and I appreciate that. But I did want you to see that now in the course, there are three free options of the course. And you know I always have free things for you. But I have fr there used to be just the introduction that was free. But now I have two other videos that kind of talk about music licensing up front, just so you can get a really good sense of what you're getting into, what kind of money you could make, uh, a case for stock licensing, why you should think about it, and also an introduction as far as what the course is going to be uh, talking about and all that kind of stuff. So get that. It's free. If you want to, it's a good time to go and check it out. And you can see that at makemusicincome.com slash stock market. Okay, cool. Let's get to other news. All right. News number two, Eric remodels his studio. Ta-da. Okay. So you can't really see it that much but and i'll do another studio review and because i'm still kind of figuring it out and still kind of working it out especially the part that's behind me i have a new computer monitor over here i have something new over here that you really can't see but it's gonna be i think it's gonna be pretty cool once i get it all all going and and basically Let's just say I think I have figured out the studio and the keyboard studio of my dreams. There, I said it. And I'm pretty excited with how it's going along so well. And uh, I've started writing in it, working in it already. I still may upgrade this to the Mark III version later, but right now I think I'm done for now. Uh, one last thing I want to tell you before we get into the bulk of today's shows, and that is I wanted to talk to you about some free stuff. I have more free stuff for you, really. Um, you can just go to makemusicincome.com slash free. I have the Tools to Make Music Income version 2 ebook up there. It's got more stuff about new setups. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be adding to it because some stuff I have found out is going to be really good for you to know to, to get your music studio at home going up. So go, go to makemusicincome.com slash free. There's all sorts of stuff there free. But certainly go and get yourself the Tools to Make Music Income version 2 ebook that's free all right everybody well thanks for being here with me today let's get into this a little bit and i want to start today i just want to start with some positive hey why not let's get let's be positive today let's start with the yays Ta -da! let's start with the yays oh uh, yeah that's right uh we probably even need this 
And it has been a really, uh, despite all the surgery and the COVID and everything like that, there has been some amazing EAs and good things that have happened to me. And one of them is something called, is something called a placement on, uh, I don't even know how to describe this. It's what I would call a premiere placement on a TV show. In other words, it's, it's, it was the first thing they hear on the television after last week, blah, 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 blah. And then the show starts. Well, I love you. Let me just start with you better get used to because it, it's how I feel about you. you and it, it was really strange how it came to me. Someone just said, do you know, I just want to tell you I love this song and it's part of your, your catalog on Positive Spin Songs and uh, I'm surprised it's not getting more airplay and all this kind of stuff and it has done very well on Spotify, I have to say. Okay, so that was for season five, episode 10 of a show called Love is Blind. And when the person sent me a message on a video on, on my YouTube channel for Positive Spin Songs, she said, I don't know if you know this, but it's 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 being used on this show. And and, it, and so I went to the episode to check it out and say, okay, how am I going to scan through all this whole show to find this song? Because if you've ever had a, a song used on a show, it's it's sometimes really hard to go and find that placement because you got to search through the whole show you don't know where it is and you got to listen to the whole thing and who wants to watch this show love is blind now i i have to admit two things number one uh, my daughter says i love this show i watch the show all the time and i actually my wife and i did actually watch the first season of the show or, or some of it but it just got too dumb but the good news was it wasn't hard to find because it was the very first thing after the opening credits and opening uh, what happened last week is this placement, the very first thing. And uh, it's it's kind of like my first iconic placement on a television show where it starts out with the entire intro, plays through the whole first verse. It's a whole minute long at Netflix. And so now Netflix does not pay super great, but this is one of those yays. This is one of those things that makes you go, hey, this could work. I actually called my library and I told him about it. He says, yeah, he goes, I'm, he goes, you beat me to it. I didn't even, I hadn't even seen that one yet. And so it's, it's good for everybody. It's good for uh, me. It's good for um, the library. And it's good for you guys to see that this can happen. It can work. This could work maybe. So usually I have to hunt and find my placements because they are hidden in a show or a movie or something in the background behind talking can barely hear the song. But this was the first time that I could really hear it well. And it was, it was just, it was like my wife and I were just watching. It was that moment that if you're involved in sync and you're trying to get your stuff in television shows or movies or stuff, and you think that moment is going to come that I'm going to see my placement. And it's going to just be Boom, there's my song. And this is a song that I literally wrote in the hot tub about my wife. Um, and just sitting there thinking about it. And I've got I got a whole video coming. Once I see, it wasn't on this this statement. It'll likely be on the next BMI statement because it was an October 23 placement. So this particular placement will likely be 
uh, on the next BMI statement. So it'll be interesting to see how much it pays out. And I'll report that. And I'm just going to do a whole video on it. Uh, it's going to be called From Hot Tub to Netflix <laughs> and, or to BMI, I should say. So you can see the entire thing. So yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, and so I called my library and it, it got a conversation going with this, this particular library, which is my library that's tied with BMG. And so I get a lot of uh, placements through this library. And I told him about a, a jazz album I was working on and I sent him some mixes and he says, love it. I want six of them. So we're going to do a little six song jazz album. And uh, he also told me he is starting a sync agency. And so I don't know how that's going to work for me. Uh, I, I've been flirting with with restarting my record label. And that's what it's really going to take to get into sync agency as far as getting in working with sync agents is having artists. And the problem with this is it's not just having artists. It's having artists that are really working their social media, that are working their YouTube, that are working everything and um, working Spotify and, and Apple and really pushing everything and getting, because sync agents are looking for, and, and, and music supervisors who are being pitched, they're being pitched an artist. This is, what's, this is why sync agency is so different than libraries, is that sync agents are really looking for an artist rather than just a song. And they want the artist tied into their show. And so that is really the, the difference here. And I'm not sure, to be honest, folks, that I want to move away from my composition work, which has become the thing that I want to do more than anything, is compose and work on compositions. And, and as you know, I am a person who wants to put things where they fall. I am not, I'm, I'm less interested in getting a placement than I am in composing. I know that sounds weird for a channel like this, but I, I, I understand the people who just are writing songs to get placements. And, and that song that's in that Netflix show that I just showed you, it is, was it written for this use uh, specifically? Uh, yes, probably. I, I was, at the time, I was writing a, a, an album full of pop songs to try to get my first library. And, um, I don't think I had gotten this library yet. And this was one of the songs that convinced this library to work with me. And it's been a great relationship ever since. So that was the first of the big yays this week was getting on Netflix and uh, especially a top of the show uh, placement, which was very cool. Second big yay for me this week is I did a search. Uh, on, I just was looking over TuneSat. If you don't know what TuneSat is, TuneSat is a website, TuneSat.com where you can, it searches the internet for placements of your music in television shows. And I got something, uh, one, of, one of the searches I did was a library, not this library that just got me this one, but another library that I'd never seen any placements on yet. I, I don't know if I have any, but I haven't seen them. But I saw my first one. As a matter of fact, I saw seven of them and they were all on the NFL on CBS during the playoffs. And if you don't know about me, one thing you may not know, or you may see by my hats and t-shirts sometimes, I'm a sports crazy person, especially basketball and football. And to 
to get some some actual NFL placements on CBS of all places because CBS, you want to get placements on getting that Netflix pay, placement is nice and it's a popular show, so it may end up doing well as far as payment. I don't know. But networks are better and networks are where you can really make some income. So um, I got seven placements on NFL on CBS during the playoffs on different games. Sounds like there was, you could play a little snippet of the, and they were only 10 second little placements, but you could play a little snippet of it on Toonset. I could hear it and it sounds like it had something to do with Ritz, uh, the cracker, some kind of ad that was placed inside NFL on CBS. So it's kind of an advertisement slash uh, NFL placement. It's a marching band type of thing that I've been working on, that I've worked on. I'm still doing more of those for this particular library. But the the pluses are, number one, I was part of the NFL. Number two, it was placed on CBS. Number three, it was with a library that hadn't really shown me any big placements yet. And uh, there's more that I'm doing for that library right now. So very exciting. Another big yay. And uh, we're very happy. Thank you. A lot of yays today. There's going to be some yays. Another big yay is just this week, yesterday and today. Over the course of these two days, this is what's come in. BMI, it's actually going to be one of my nays when we get there, but a BMI, I got a BMI check. Identify finally showed us what we made in October. Uh, Motion Array paid. Pond 5 paid. Song Trader, I had two payouts from Song Trader. CD Baby is sending me money right now. Distro Kid is sending me money right now. Two different checks. The MLC paid me all $6 of it. Uh, I had a client payment and also a sponsorship for a new video, which I don't do a ton of those, but I don't say no when they come in. Um, music income is music income, folks. And uh, one of the things you, you have to learn in this business is not to say no and, uh, and, and be too precious with what you're going to do. And uh, I think sponsorships work out great for everybody. So when it rains, it pours a little bit. Now, all of those payments I just talked about, it was like 10 payments I just talked about that just came in today or yesterday. They're all, yes, and good and bad. You know, none of them, uh, well, almost all of them are under $100 each. But they all add up to hundreds of dollars. Not quite a thousand, I don't think, but you know, quite a bit. So we like that. Uh, I also didn't add that I've had several arrangeme.com sales, which is sheet music sales. And guess why? Is because I'm putting more stuff up there. And I've been putting more and more stuff up since the first of the year, and I'm getting more consistent sales of sheet music. This is what I'm talking about as far as um, putting stuff up. The more you put up, the more you get back. So yeah, it when it rains, it pours. All these yays coming in. But there are also some nays. Now, <clears throat> I just told you that I got a BMI payment. Yay, right? BMI uh, payments only come in four times a year. They're quarterly. I did not expect this check to be very large, and it was not. It was sub $100. And... Uh, my last one was close to 300, I think. And, you know, you hope for these things to keep going up and 
they do not. And so uh, when you see the, you know, it automatically deposits into my, my business checking account. And so I can see it from the minute it comes in. And when I see that number, I see BMI for both my writing and my publishing. And I kind of go, and then I look at the number and, and go, oh, that's not bad. Or, uh, you know, and so to, this was kind of, a, uh, and so down on BMI this month, this, this, this particular quarter. Now I expect next quarter to be a little bigger for a couple different reasons, because it should be the fourth quarter of 2022. And we and that's where you should see that placement from Netflix. And that's where you should also see, uh, all the Christmas stuff that I had, which was a lot of Christmas stuff this year. And so I'm hoping, uh, that will be a bigger one. And, uh, you're, you're, this is something you hear on every channel of people who talk about this kind of thing is that these BMI checks one month, it's great. And then a next, next check it's down and up and down and you can just never depend on it, but it is kind of depressing. Um, if it wasn't for the fact that I had all these actual successes, then I would really be down right now. And that's what I'm talk, trying to point. I'm trying to make today is that there for all the yays the great big highs, there's also the lows. Um, identifies payment for October. We've been waiting for that for months. It finally came in and it, mine was very low, like one of the lowest ones I've ever gotten. But there's a silver lining there as well. There were more claimed videos than ever. That number keeps going up, which is good because eventually one of those claimed videos will pay big and pay hundreds of dollars, even in one particular month. So BMI and Identify are, are pretty big numbers that come in you get paid by them quarterly, but with Identify, which if you don't know what Identify it is, it collects content ID royalties from YouTube. And Identify really brought in um, probably the, my second most in my non-exclusive incomes last year. Probably second only to Motion Array and maybe sales. So BMI can be down, Identify can be down. And at the same time, you get told you had a top placement on a pretty popular television show on Netflix that everybody in the world watches. And then you had seven placements on CBS and NFL placements, which is like a dream for me. So you can have the downs of BMI and identify being down and then have the placements being up. But there is so much more to be excited about and to be thankful for. Now there are, so there are highs and there are lows, but there are also just kind of like medium moments in this career, in this work. And I'm, I'm dealing with some of those right now. One of those is stock music. You know, it's, it's, we're in the down months of stock. So this could also be a nay, but I look at any income, anything that's coming in as, as found money, you know, once it's, once it's out in the, in the, in the libraries, anything that comes in is like found money. It's like extra on top of what I, what I'm getting. I'm not doing any other further work for it, but it's kind of a meh time for stock right now. And it, it may end up being a meh year for stock. Now, as I talked about in my stock, in my income report, just a few, just a month or so ago, I made about as much in non-exclusive incomes which is actually all my non-exclusive incomes went up, but the quote unquote stock market stuff that all stayed about the same. It, it was stayed right around three grand, which is not a lot, but it's not nothing. And it did stay around the same spot. So it, it's, it's kind of just 
meh, staying right there. It's not anything to get crazy about. It's not anything to get depressed about. It's just right there. Um, another site that I've joined lately is Music Supervisor Pro. And that is something that offers me lots of briefs. Although, if you saw my latest video about briefs, you know how crazy I am about briefs. But they have sent me some things recently that kind of fit me. Oh, another one is Tune Edge, uh, which is another thing that sends me briefs. And I submitted some stuff to them this week. So that is, I am really kind of not that excited about briefs, as you can see in my video on briefs, if you, I'll put it in the description below, or the reason I'm not that excited about them is because it just seems like a lot of work for probably nothing, most likely nothing, but yet you do it and I do it if I have the stuff that's there. I'm not writing to briefs. I'm not taking time to write to something that's an if. Briefs are just ifs. I don't know if you saw that short from me, but um, they really are. But uh, Music Supervisor Pro has been something that's been kind of fine. Uh, I pay monthly for it, $9.99. And it's it's nice to get a lot of briefs and to have some of the other things that they have with it. And they um, they do give you a lot of attention, which is nice. And we'll see if anything comes with it. I'm going to keep experimenting with it for now, but I'm not sure how long I'm going to pay for it. And then uh, one thing I did decide to pay for this year was Song Trader Pro. Song Trader, as you may or may not know, is one of my bigger incomes from non-exclusive music. I think it was third or fourth on my um, incomes this year with three or $400. And I have not been paying for that. Any, in any way, which I had kind of just, uh, I don't know, I had grandfathered in at zero, which nobody can get zero now. You used to be able to get a free account. Now you have to pay $50, $49, or $19. But I did the math, and I would have made $50 extra dollars even with the $50, $49 subscription last year to SongTrader. So I, I moved up to SongTrader Pro just yesterday because SongTrader was sending me two payments for $50. So I took that $50 and just reinvested it in Song Trader Pro. And uh, we'll see how much of a difference it makes this year on incomes. But uh, I doubled down on Song Trader. I put everything in there and I put it all in their monetization options. And that thing still makes me money. I still see uh, checks coming in from that. And I have two checks coming in from it this week. So uh, I'm not going to say no to it. Plus, I'm using Song Trader uh, in an experiment to try to get some classical music over to Apple Classical, which is a whole deal. And I'll have a whole video about that, how I put a classical music album out through CD Baby in order to try to get to Apple Classical. And uh, long story short, it all worked out, but there's a lot of things we need to talk about. So that's a whole nother video that I'm working on for, I think that's going to come out here in, in a little, in a few weeks. Um, Ron said, I've also had several arrange me sheet music sales as well as from audio sparks. Oh, wait a minute. Do you mean you've had some audio sparks, big sales other than regular audio sparks stuff? Art said, I thought audio sparks was dead for the last couple of years. Uh, I will tell you on my side, art, um, audio sparks is kind of dead on the, like getting licenses side, but on the radio Sparks side, I still make 10 to. 10 or so bucks a month, uh, there. And it's, it's, it's kind of like streaming the radio sparks, 
but uh, I quit putting stuff into Audio Sparks proper because you have to put it in there for perpetuity and it cannot be content ID stuff. So I quit putting stuff into Audio Sparks for that reason. Uh, Simeon says, How many tracks do you have in Song Trader? I have about two to 300, I think, in there now. Um, and what type of music? It's all kinds of music. Uh, I do a lot of jazz, I do a lot of piano, I do classical, I do pop. Just anything that I do for stock goes in there. Anything, everything, it, it all, I back that truck up, baby. And I put everything into Song Trader. Just empty that dump truck of music up and put everything in there and put it into the monetization options. So there's, there's music playing on overhead music. There's all the other monetization options that Song Trader does. I'm not so much sure that they are licensing my music a lot, but they certainly are putting it out there on, uh, on, onto some other monetization things that I get and, uh, I make money from it. So that's all I know to say about that. So yeah, uh, it's been, it's been up, it's been down. There have been yays. There have been nays. Uh, there has been, you know, it's, it's depressing sometimes when you get your BMI statement in and there's nothing on it. I know I've heard a lot about that in the uh, discord and stuff. But the last thing I want to talk about here is it's easy with all these ups and downs and meh and, you know, I got a big placement. Oh, my BMI thing is down. I'm, <clears throat> I didn't get as much as this guy. This much, this guy's reporting 1500 bucks from this. And this guy's reporting that he's getting all this kind of stuff. And I only have, and Simeon says, yeah, I have around 50 tracks. That's still got nothing. Are you putting everything into the monetization stuff, the monetization options, especially overhead radio and all that kind of stuff? Make sure you're doing that because that that has made me, but still continues to make me money all the time. But um, I just want to talk about the minutia of all of this. Even that, you know, I, I, I put 50 tracks in, I'm not making anything. It's easy to get lost in the minutia of all of this stuff in all of these libraries and all of these reports of identify and BMI and how much is musical reports paying me and, and what is, you know, what is happening with everything? It's easy to just get lost in that and, and get in your head and say, I, I must not be making good music if song trader isn't playing all my songs, if I'm making zero money with it. What I say is if that's, you know, you can't live there. You've got to live in the world of music. We, we got into this because we want to make music. And you've got to get, you've got to stay in that mindset. And you've got to redirect that, oh, I'm not making enough on BMI. I'm not making enough on Identify. I didn't get this sold. I didn't get that sold. I'm not seeing anything here. You've got to redirect that into making more music. Compose more instead of being locked in and worrying about all of that madness. Because if you worry about the madness, you will just go insane. But if you turn around and you get to work and you start making stuff, it'll it'll feed that fire again. Focus on getting your music out to the world. That's why we have this talent. We don't have this talent. God did not give us this talent to just make money only to just get up in front of people or to be able to say, hey, look at me, I'm on this site <clears throat> and it's making me money. And I, I think that we've got to really focus on the making of the music 
and the getting it out to people, getting it out to the world. I have changed my focus over the past few years. And, and I think um, I'm not quitting YouTube or anything, but I, I sometimes even feel like all the focus on trying to get people to do sync or stock or, 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 or put their music on Spotify is getting away from the real focus of making the actual music and getting it out to the world, which to me is the most important part. I, I think legacy over income these days. I think we really have to um, focus on making great music um, and, and getting that music out to the world as our legacy. Uh, not just as our income, yeah, because I think they will both happen. I think the more that you work at your music, the better you'll get and the better chance you'll have at making music income. And that is what I truly believe and it's what I live my life on. And this is really difficult to do, especially when you're like me and your only job and your only incomes are music. It's, it's, and you hear about all these other people making more. You see on Discord, this guy made this. And you, you when people, when they identify payments come out, it, inevitably everybody says, well, I got this on many. I got this much. I got this much. And there is a real, um, and it doesn't matter whether you need the money or not. It just, it almost feels like a knife in the heart that somebody else got all this money and you didn't make anything. And it, it's it's tough. It's, it's a killer in, in this. And you can't get all wrapped up in that. You can't sweat it. You cannot worry so much about how much you're making. If you're only doing music for money, then you are in the wrong business, my friends. Wrong business. Go do banking for money. Go do something else. There are lots of things. Sales and there are tons of other jobs you can do to make money. If you want to make as much as everybody else and you want to get in that game, where you make more money than the other person. There are lots of other jobs that are better. Music is not made for you making money. Music is made. Music was made as a gift from God almost that we are given to go out and make this music, get it out to the world and let people enjoy it. And you just have to relax <clears throat> and keep composing. And that's about all I have to say on the matter of this. You cannot get lost in the minutia. You've got to just make your music and you've got to make the music you love. That's what's most important. And then after you make that music that you love, put it out all the places. Put it out to all the places. If it makes you money, great. If it doesn't, at least you're getting your music out there. People are hearing it. Something is being done with it. And this has been something that I've been preaching to all of my clients all through the years. You were not given talent in order to just make money. You were given talent so that it could be shared with the world, and that's what you should be doing. And I think the people who do that with no expectation of money are the people who probably end up making more money than other people. And if they don't, and they, and they still have that no expectation of money, but they're doing it, um, they're going to be surprised and maybe even blessed by money coming in. Otherwise, they're going to be just making money, music they love, and they're going to be putting it out there, and they're going to be living a life they love. Everybody is talking about sync, and everybody's talking about you know licensing your music and all that kind of stuff, and that's all great. And I do it. I do it all the time. It's it's 
part of my life. It's it's uh, 25% of my life probably is is working on that particular thing. But I, I really do it as an outlet for the music that I make that I love. And I would really challenge you to do the same thing. Make the music you love and then follow these channels that people are talking about how to get it out there and get it out there. But don't get lost in that minutia of yay and and then super high mountaintops and crushing valleys. You know, just enjoy making the music. And if something happens, great. So Catalan says, how about reaching our target audience? There is a following out there in the world for our music. How do you reach them? Well, I think, again, this comes from making the music that you love. You've got to be authentic to reach the people that is your target audience because they're not going to just want anything that you throw out there. So <clears throat> I've always found that just writing, I mean, the things that I did, um, that song that is in the Netflix song that I showed earlier in this video uh, that got on that, that got on that show. That was just a natural song. I literally wrote it in the hot tub. I, I wasn't like going, oh, okay, I need to write a song. It wasn't for a brief. It wasn't for anything. I, 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 was I wrote it for my wife, and I, you know I don't sit around writing songs for her all the time, even though I just wrote one for her this week as well. But um, it was a time; it was something I needed to say to her, and uh, it, it also felt like it would be a really good song, um, a positive. I was trying to write very, very positive pop songs, and it, it's kind of a um, song that could be about love in, in a lot of ways. So my target audience was people who want a positive song that makes them feel good. And so I just wrote it out of, a, out of that space. But as far as how do we find that target audience? Well, it helps if you have a genre that you know of people you're going to. For instance, I'm doing a lot of, uh, I'll be doing a video about this, but I've been putting a lot of music out onto Spotify and onto the, um, the DSPs. But also I've been doing a lot of marketing from Facebook and Instagram for each of these albums, trying to get people to discover them. My target audience for each one is different. My, sometimes it might be a classical music crowd. Sometimes it might be uh, a jazz crowd. Sometimes it might be a certain age group or, or, or people who love a certain instrument. So uh, boy, if you, wanna, if you really wanna pinpoint a target audience, let me tell you, a way that you can really pinpoint a target audience is to uh, do some some focused ads in Facebook. And I'm not talking about spending a lot of money. I, I did one last week for a classical uh, album I put out, and I just did a dollar a day for seven days. I spent $7. But uh, now 100 people around the world have been listening, and, and more people are, are finding this music. So um, you can find them. But I think you have to be, number one, authentic. Number two, you have to be uh, making the music for the type of genre audience that you're looking for. And that's the real secret. Uh, making music that people are, are wanting and looking for and finding. I think sometimes we're so, we're so concentrated on reaching out to people and grabbing them by the neck and saying, listen to my music, when they're really not the audience for our music. And the only way I find stuff on Netflix, uh, or, well, Netflix, but I'm more talking about Spotify or something like that is because I go searching in the jazz genre. 
If if I if I don't find it in the jazz genre, I'm searching for jazz that day. So that's I'm the the target audience for that day is me, a jazz person, and the jazz person put it in the jazz genre. So I think that's that's some of my answers for that. I hope that helps, Catalan. All right, everybody. I really can't talk any longer, but thanks so much for tuning in today. I will see everybody either next week or, or very soon. I have another video interview coming out uh, first of this week, next week, and it's going to be a good one. So we'll see you guys later. Thanks so much for watching today. If you have any more comments, put them in the comments below and I'll answer them offline. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Even when I'm down and out Even if I have to shout